All right. We are back here again. Uh hello to everyone listening. Actually, yeah. I mean, yesterday we said we're going to start today by saying how we forced people to listen to it. Yeah. Uh so we have two bodies in front of us. That's it. Unfortunately, only two though. Yeah. Actually, it's unfortunately. Yeah. After all the sharing and after telling everyone to listen to it, we just had two people who heard it. That was and we had we, to yeah. we had to, you know, go to a few lengths yeah to make them listen to it unfortunately so that's why we're starting in the somber note yeah it's a it's a bad response we do two seconds of silence yeah all right let's try yeah okay that's good <laughs> <laughs> that's enough of these fuckers yeah uh, all so, right so yeah yeah so let's talk about something interesting today and uh, we are not going to move around we're just going to sit in one place and keep the let's audio see, levels yeah you know not back off Uh, like 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 <laughs> like wacky yeah okay. like uneven imbalanced yeah i know it's a podcast but you know yeah. you don't have to do shit like that <laughs> so yeah let's talk about travel today let's talk yeah. about an interesting topic uh that people have been doing for centuries yeah so what you have a question or um uh, I wanted to say what is travel, but that is. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the Open the dictionary, boys. <laughs> yeah. So. What about the spelling? <laughs> What does tra mean? Is it Greek or something? <laughs> We start from deep. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, this is a very interesting topic because I think we can both of us uh, talk for hours together. but uh, because we have traveled yeah and we can't just blabber on today we just have to cut it short discipline discipline come on solpa that guy is traveling yeah um okay so, wait i'll start with the question yeah yeah go ahead so uh when did you first um realize that travel was something that made you happy like when was the first journey or travel took? agrees with me or i agree with travel Either way, like when were you first made aware of the effects of travel on your mind when you travelled? Like as a child, when you went on a school trip, or when was it? Do you I real, think nineteen ninety four. I went. Wow, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I I went to Nepal oh, cool. on a school trip. Oh. And I think my school was one of the first who took a chance to go to Nepal from Mysore mm. in nineteen ninety four, ninety six. Sorry, uh, when. Uh, when i was in 8th standard so i think that was like a big break so and it cost 6000 rupees then to go to nepal wow. yeah 6000 rupees Dude, that's, a lot. That's, that's that's yeah. no because that's that was like a year's fee for my school yeah but we are going to another country so to foreign you're going yeah, to foreign to, we are going to foreign lands and we is basically a check post that we had to go yeah <laughs> i've been there we, there a check post that open and we just entered inside and it was kathmandu Did you go like this is it? <laughs> no? no. You no. didn't do that? No. I saw the malls there and like hey, they're good malls. What that malls in 96? Yeah, Kathmandu had good malls. That's where I bought my first video game set and all. So it was really nice. I got to see so you, Everest. You were 12. 96 I was uh, yeah. 12. Yeah. You got to see Everest from a distance yeah, from a distance. Yeah. And at 1:30 in the morning we had to take the bus from Kathmandu to to see Everest. and i remember puking my guts out because i drank coffee at like 2 3 oh. in the morning and i was in a bus that was just swirling yeah uh through the through the guts there up and down uh, all the hairpin went and i just puked my guts out but it was a very you know holistic experience for me 
because uh, I didn't puke my guts out for the rest of my travel for the rest of my life. Because there was no puke left. Yeah, yeah there was no puke left. Okay. It came from the bottom of my soul. Yeah, yeah. So that I think that's when it started, and I knew that I was okay with traveling. I think I understood how traveling works. Mm. There is a certain protocol that you have to follow for yourself, certain discipline, and and certain things are okay. It's 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 a very funny, strange thing that there are rules, but at the same time there are no rules. Mm. Uh, knowing that balance and keeping yeah. uh, that wisdom within yourself in understanding what you can do and cannot do I get it. Yeah. gives you a certain sense of freedom and liberty. Yeah, discipline gives you freedom. Yeah. What about yes. you? You you. Kind of master the art of traveling like a nomad, yeah. and uh, you carry that as a badge, and people know you for that. And uh, uh, for all our listeners, people know. I mean, um, four people. Uh, the man that I'm speaking to okay. here so. has uh, actually walked. I thought we weren't going to bring this up. Huh? No, come on. I just mentioned. You said we're going to mention. Walked all the way from Mysore, which is in the south of India. Actually, it's Bangalore. Yeah. Bangalore. Bangalore yeah. Till uh, till Leh, which is in Kashmir. So he walked for six months on foot <coughs> with 14 kilos on his backpack um, and reached uh, the top of India in Leh. So I think this definitely warrants uh, 15 minutes from me. <laughs> now, first of all, fact checks. Yeah, I was from Bangalore, and uh, there were some parts of the journey which we hitchhiked. Uh, which was when we crossed from the east to the west coast and I, I, I always did not have 14 kilos on my back and uh, in the beginning we were eight, 8 of us, then we were 4, then the last 45 days in the mountains I was alone okay. yeah. uh, basically yesterday we were talking about addictions and how I got addicted to running during those 6 months I just got addicted to walking and also the exercise of staying in a place for just one night Staying anywhere, on the street, on the beach, shacking up in a small little shack, or asking favors from people. All of that was addictive and I got addicted to that. And I got addicted to moving, to waking up and just walking forward. There was no uh, backward, there was no behind, it was only forward. Uh, and my thoughts also traveled in one direction, so that I got addicted to. And most people ask me also, did you get tired? Uh, wasn't it hard physically? Absolutely not. I think we as humans are kind of designed to walk. Uh, uh, and then, but our minds are not. Our minds are not designed to travel that way. So I think more, mostly for me it was a mental exercise. And of course, the absorption of all the stimuli on the way of meeting people who are, who are interesting or not, but who are kind mostly mm-hmm. and I think I was I became aware of the amount of compassion that's available to us that we kind of dismiss because we don't really because we circle ourselves with so much cynicism and living in the city and where kindness and compassion is not the primary language yeah but when you put yourself out there where your needs are, are extremely basic yeah. compassion arrives in like a waterfall really uh, would, you, would it be right to say that when you travel, mm. uh, kindness becomes a currency? For sure. I think uh, most people, whenever I, t- I mean, I don't like to talk about it because it was long ago, but whenever I do, uh, I, when I am speaking about this topic, most people ask, weren't you scared? Weren't you 
afraid of being robbed or want you afraid of being stabbed or you know things like that that's where most people's mind go go to and i admit even mine would have before doing the walk but then uh, it couldn't be further from the truth not once was i ever threatened not once did i ever feel in danger mm-hmm. and uh, yeah most people when given a choice were always extremely helpful i have had lived with nomadic people in kashmir who herd goats who travel uh, for the summer to go find work in shrinagar for example from the mountains uh, the man of the house actually treated me better than his own family which was kind of tragic which also made the family kind of pissed off <laughs> because uh, i mean he's the kind of man or they're the kind of family who carry their savings in their back pocket you know oh. it's not, it's just a bundle of money that really that's it and this man proceeded to spend a small fortune to buy chicken for my arrival in his tent and uh, yeah it's super tragic and uh, but in it's the sa- at the same time it's extremely beautiful yeah Uh, all i can tell tell you is that i hope i can reach that level of compassion in my own life for for people i i don't think i have uh yeah but i think uh, whatever incredible travel whatever it was i think the the hardest part of it was is to remember the lessons from it i might have been an extremely compassionate good person for about 6 months after the travel but then i lost those lessons uh and i can tell you for sure i lost those lessons uh because of maybe somehow the way i have sometimes treated people mm-hmm. uh so the importance is to actually remember the lessons or maybe do the travel these kind of travels more often yeah what do you think nikhil what do you think one can gather from travels like this where your basic needs are the ones that are the most necessary and you're using your own body to propel yourself forward have you done something similar uh i've done something similar but not to this extent i mean i've done hikes uh from uh, tosh valley till kiranganga which mm-hmm. is about 21 kilometers uh both sides mm-hmm. and it was uphill and i think i was carrying about 17 kilos on my back mm-hmm. with one with one ankle because i twisted the other ankle so mm-hmm. and that was probably very very rewarding because the the view from the top mm-hmm. once you reach kirganga kirganga is the place where uh, lord shiva meditated yeah there's hot springs yeah there's hot springs right on top yeah. and um, there's no network there's no electricity mm. and 3 uh, days in absolute bliss mm. where it's uh, it's sweltering heat during the day time what is it uh, and you get to do nothing we're just sitting on a chair the whole day or we're just you're just sitting and you're just living in complete wonder the whole day i think we i think the problem is that we live such uh impatient lives that we constantly need stimulation and we've never lived a life where we just sit and just daydream and wonder and i i was i was always the kind of guy in the classroom that i used to always daydream of looking outside the window mm. there there would be an invisible window in front of me that i'm looking outside from if mm. i'm not looking at a window um so i was always that kind of a guy and i always I, I, i was the same kind of guy and i that's why i kind of failed at all my subjects me too I, yeah i, I got 13 maths man i mean oh, oh i was i got 35 or after oh, yeah okay. i beat you there yeah yeah so i was uh, never good at study so i had to figure out it's uh, all the daydreaming exactly it's all the Kids. daydreaming 
Don't date. So especially during math class because yeah, social studies you can kind of catch up. Who daydreams in math? <laughs> Everyone do like math. I mean for me my teacher was freaking boring. That's hell. Um so if there are hot math teachers then probably Oh yeah. yeah no, but have, then you'll be dreaming about other things. Oh god. Okay. All right. <laughs> travel. <laughs> yes, let's travel back let's to travel. the real yeah. topic, yeah. So I think um one of my recent travels that I can say that really you know i evolved as i would say uh-huh. or empowered me to become something beyond than what i was um i kind of uh, i i from canada i made this really stupid trip to go to germany to meet two of my best friends um and um not just that i mean if that was it i mean it would have been okay it who happened, are your best friends uh Yeah, two two of my friends the shall remain nameless oh okay it wasn't um, me was it no, it wasn't you it wasn't you <laughs> no you're here <laughs> you're here um and it wasn't just that then i took my roommate along with me then i took my gym trainer along with me <laughs> right because <laughs> i might be billionaire <laughs> <laughs> exactly and it's just the fact that we could do something be- between a global pandemic just yeah. go there yeah. and do a road trip uh to meet one of my friends brothers who lives in italy <laughs> it's just uh is it's a script that you can't write it's yeah, it's something it that you cannot make up yeah. uh, actually something that you can make up but uh you can't think of making up something like this but um the just the whole experience of making things possible and you realize that anything is possible i think that's what subconsciously we understand it's just not about going to a place and just seeing a monument or looking at the beach or uh, you know looking at some really foreign land i think it's about making things possible i think you slowly tell yourself right anything is possible anything that is the lesson that we learn when we travel and that's what we felt i mean when we reached that beach in amsterdam in the night and it was just a beach just like any other beach the only difference was this was cold uh and no one was there it was completely deserted it was just the four of us standing there five of us and we we were at the west northwestern point of europe facing england england yeah. and we felt like we've conquered the world for some reason and the first thing that we did, we dropped our phones dropped our wallets in an empty beach in the night and we started running running parallel to the beach hmm. just to feel kind of stupid though yeah it was stupid but did you find your phones again yeah i did everyone all of you everyone we oh, found every okay. penny that we had there oh. it was yeah it was night time wasn't it yeah exactly wow i think someone had the sense to put it all together in one place it wasn't you it wasn't, it wasn't no. me yeah. i was running yeah. Yeah. you're yeah. the stupidest of the lot so exactly yeah. exactly Why do, no, why, doing, why do you think I'm why do you think I'm doing a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to spread your super, you want to infect everyone. You want to average out the exactly. intelligence. Yeah, exactly, humanity, exactly. Yeah. There's too much of intelligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's too much. Too, too much, much intelligence, too much right? Too much for our liking. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so when that happened, I think we all felt this sense of empowerment that we are already empowered by something that's endless possibilities. And I think I felt that and i feel like i think as and when we travel and i think we do things beyond our normal human capabilities we we understand that 
Hey, I am capable of doing. I am enough. In endless possibilities. Ways, yeah. Like yeah. I can do. And I think the secret, kind of, for me. Hey, don't give yarn, man. Oh, sorry. Oh no. <laughs> what? Should I start speaking now? Because only yarn comes out when I speak. No, like, you said the secret. Else. Okay. No, the secret is uh, it's just just to travel light. Just yeah. carry very few things with you, like baggage. Yeah, I mean baggage, uh, literally, not emotionally. Yeah. But literally, just carry absolute minimum. Don't carry things that you think that you can buy on the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, just travel very light because that physical aspect of you carrying uh, you carrying very little weight opens you up to many more possibilities. Yeah. Like it allows you to be more mobile. It allows you to change plans in an instant. Yeah. It allows you to access places that you generally cannot mm-hmm. and it's it is such a shame sometimes when i see people saying i cannot go somewhere why because i have so much furniture or i have i have so many clothes or I have such a heavy suitcase and i'm thinking dude this does not do you don't or, need it yeah yeah i mean it doesn't belong to your body like yeah. it's separate yeah. it does it's not attached to your arm it's not your siamese twin yeah so if you can leave it behind then leave it behind yeah don't yeah, make yeah. a physical thing Attachment, yeah. yeah. Make, don't make it uh, so important in your life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I'll tell you one of the experiences I had, which mm. uh, uh, you know I want to share, is that I had this one friend who was at the beach uh, the second day mm. uh, at Amsterdam, mm. and um, that that friend uh, got me. You can bla- mention the name, bro. Like why? No, no, no. Let's let's it's just keep it. It's 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 good. It's good, you know. Okay. It's the mystery. Is it a man or a woman? The, the mystery lives on. I won't even tell that. Oh my god! Yenge. Okay. <laughs> so this person uh, got me blindfolded and got me to the edge of the beach, mm. and before the water mm. could touch me, mm. and. Is this a near-death story or something? No, no, it wasn't. Mm. I, it, it was more of a waking up story. Mm. So I had my eyes closed, and um, I was barefoot. And I was at the edge of the beach where the water would uh, uh, hit my feet, mm. but I was just a few feet away, and I was told to walk slowly to the beach. And when the he- legs touched uh, touched the water, I opened my eyes and I was introduced to the beach. Mm. And it was it was even though I'd already seen a beach, I know that that was a very Oh, that's super interesting. Yeah. So, at what point did you put the blindfold on? Had you seen the beach? Yeah, I'd already seen, seen the beach the previous night. No, no, no. That day when they put yes, the blindfold yes, on. Yes, yes, yes. You'd yes. seen the beach, they put yeah. the blindfold on and yes. they moved you towards yeah. the beach. But I think the whole experience made yeah, me realize that I was... Sensory experience of that. Yeah, exactly. Like point. I was in the center of the earth. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, I get it. So, get yeah. It. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I want to say. Uh, so, I think we've spoken some deep thoughts about travel. Uh, yeah, we have. But tell me <laughs> now. Now for some fun stuff. Yeah. What is the most craziest, or the wildest, or the most dangerous travel story that you have? That involves either a drug addict or an alcoholist, uh, alcoholic, or uh, or a or a bus hanging off a cliff, something like that. Come on, give me something. No, the thing is, uh, the concept of travel for me is a little bit different from most people. Well, I think uh-huh. is that I don't think I go on trips. Like I feel like the last ten years or something, 
I've just been traveling. Like I, I stayed in Sikkim, for example, for two years and worked. That for me is included in my travel. You know, because I was traveling, I just stopped for a year and a half when I worked, and then I continued traveling again. So this is like when I went to, for example, Copenhagen. I was there for one and a half years. It was still, I was still traveling. So when I lived there, people would ask me, "Aren't you? Why are you not traveling? Why are you just staying in the city?" I'm like, "This is it includes." So, uh, so any of these stories? I mean, I have many stories. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. but I think the craziest story for me uh, again was from the walking trip. I think uh, when I unwittingly uh, climbed Kardungla Pass. Uh, walking started at 11 in the afternoon and then cr- uh, when i reached the top it was like 9 at night or 10 at night mm-hmm. which is extremely dangerous because there was very little oxygen and it was extremely cold and i was completely drained it was a 41 kilometer uphill straight uphill tr- hike and then uh, i went with the belief that there is a there is an army checkpoint on top and then i can actually stay there i asked no one I knew that there was a checkpoint and I decided you know what when I go up there they let just let me stay up there. Yeah, just because you're just you're some <laughs> celebrity, right? That you have Nike and Adidas sponsoring your shoes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, the thing is you can imagine I at that point I had already worked walked for 5 months and the belief in me was like I can do anything. I can right. just do anything. I can just go and talk myself into any situation. Yeah. And I went up there and knocked on the little like geodrome shell like metal shell mm-hmm. and they open the door the door slowly creaks open and they're like these uh, like huddled army guys with uh, with skull caps and what not and they look out and they're like what the fuck are you doing here at this time of the day like you can't see anything okay you can't really see anything outside there's a wind blowing the snow all over my face and not all over my face but all on my hair and all of that on my hat and they let me in and they are completely astonished they are not very sure if i'm human at this point uh then they check my blood pressure and blood oxygen level and all of that they call lower pulu which is the next camp which is at a slightly lower altitude and they send the jeep up with the commanding officer from there who was a very severe looking man who came and basically first thing he said to me after he came in everyone like stood straight and like stiff and Uh, all mm-hmm. of that and i realized oh this is a this is probably a captain or someone higher yeah first thing he came in and asked me is do you want to die <laughs> and i was like uh you mean like now do you want to are you want to kill me now or are you talking about what i did before <laughs> and then he was nice though he took me down to lower pulu and gave me a place to stay and all of that so i think that is wild in the sense that uh, that is wild in hindsight like when i did it well, stupidly mm-hmm. uh i did not uh think of it as wild or dangerous but i think it actually was uh maybe not so dangerous because i was at that point already had already spent a lot of time in in you, high altitude so. so question for you would mm-hmm. you ask your kids to do this i wouldn't ask them to do it but if they did it i would not i i don't have any children that i know of. no no that i mean hypothetically yeah i mean but if they did it i would i would be proud or i would be happy for them because i think for me it was a very important experience uh I think I should have phrased my question properly. Would you encourage your kids to do something like this? Encourage? Uh, not the particular experience, but yes, I would ask them to go and Walk push like their limits. Walk like Forrest Gump. Yeah, I would ask them to go push their limits because I know that I had a good experience. Okay. Uh, so I would want to have for them to have uh, the same sort of good experience. And also, these kind of journeys, I've done a few other journeys similar to this after, mm-hmm. and uh, it basically makes me feel 
powerful and invincible at least during that trip Good. and gives me confidence for other things i think it's super important uh, yeah if i had children ever mm-hmm. someone would actually agree uh, then you never know dude uh yeah did so you get any phone calls after a few months from anyone i do not answer phone calls that i don't <laughs> exactly. know the sources so, i mean if i don't know the source then i don't answer uh so yeah so i have kept all these things at bay mm-hmm. yeah i know you get a lot of these phone calls too no i no, don't. don't i'm married yeah but that doesn't mean from your past there are no hey. skeletons no no there are no 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 yeah i was kidding i don't think you get these phone no, calls you're very responsible wise exactly thank you young man old Please. man i'd like my audience to know that because you, yeah. in 96 no you were already 12 exactly yeah Yeah, I was 10. <laughs> 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 so so I'm, I'm old as well. So yeah, uh what else man? Yeah, I think we've covered quite a bit and we are on time, so we're getting disciplined. So Yeah. Wait, wasn't there something that we wanted to specifically talk about? Uh yeah, does travel change you? Has travel changed you as a human being? And I think travel does change you. Travel mm-hmm. will change you. No, but does uh, do you think all kinds of travel uh are equal or uh do all travel kinds of travel uh, if, change if you in the same way or what do you I think i think if you travel either on your own or with a group mm. and it's if it's for if if it's for a certain number of days mm. and you're outside mm. and the feeling of outside is there mm. that you're outside your home and it's and you're not home you know what mm. i'm saying mm. it's not like you leave home and you go to your aunt's place mm. that's not travel that's not travel It is travel, but it's not the higher level. Exactly. If you if you're staying at a place we that is also your home, yeah, that was yeah. that was your home already. That's ah. not travel. But if it's if it's something that you have gone outside your house and still in your house, I mean, I I would consider that if you leave your house and sit in a park all day, mm. that can be travel too, because you're outside your house, outside your comfort zone. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, you don't have senses. you don't have your couch and your Wi-Fi, so it's 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 outside. I think. Mm. that that's where you'll start to evolve in a slight way mm. and the more you do it the more you'll evolve and i think uh that's i think that's in our genes for us to move forward right to move around yeah forage, to move forward to, to progress to move yeah. ahead it's very primal and, and i think yeah. very primal and that's why we we are going ahead with evolution you know going backwards there's no there's no re- rewind button here in our life so i think that itself is a metaphor for us to travel and um to seek ahead go ahead go ahead yeah i think uh, <clears throat> the attitude we have these days mm-hmm. including me this general society is to go travel is the abnormal thing is the anomaly but in truth traveling going out foraging for things and all of that might be the normal and yeah. just staying in one place i know we shifted to agriculture thousands of years ago and mm-hmm. we became domestic rather than hunter gatherers a long time ago But I feel like uh, I still have this primal feeling when I travel, like this uh, primal urge to just satiate my basic needs rather than go for anything uh, more material. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it actually makes me more happy than anything else that I do, uh, the, the fulfilling of basic needs, maybe signifies to me that I still have, or we still have, this hunter-gatherer tendencies. Yeah. Which makes travel the normal thing, not the anomaly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I think that's it, guys. That's the podcast for today. Uh, catch you guys on the next one. Wait. Are we forcing people again to watch this or not? It depends. Do you have the time? 
Uh, today is a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Let's get so, on. So I think maybe we should force only. There are some people here in the park. I know. The four people there looking like they have nothing to do. Right. Should okay. I bring the chains out again? We, let's try. Let's try. Yeah. I mean, I want at least the number to go from two to three, man. That's that's my expectation in life. Hmm. Not more. Okay. All right. Yeah. So. All right. Thank you guys for listening to this. Hey, yeah. Subramanian is back, by the way. Is it really? Yeah. No. Does he have a phone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least, I mean, we have one fucking honest, like squirrel, dedicated listener. Oh, no, 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 he's there. Yeah. Subramanian Iyer. All right, man. I See think you guys. We gotta go as well. Yeah. All right. Bye bye. Ciao.